I'm Katie. I'm Garrett. We started a podcast. And Against the odds. <laughs> we both have ADHD and we're diagnosed as adults. So we're tackling that late diagnosis and what that means for each of us every week. And we also take little side quests into things like the history of tarot and the history of Geraldo Rivera's mustache. Lots of side quests and um, rabbit holes. I think every week has different rabbit holes that we fall down. Yes. Um, and we are excellent at getting sidetracked. I think it's some may say professionals. (laughs) (laughs) So if you also like getting sidetracked and want to laugh along with your two new best friends, tune in every Thursday to The Bar is Ankle High, available on all platforms, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Bar is Ankle High. Bye. your morning announcements. The Retro Club will be meeting today to discuss Ghostbusters 2. And don't forget to return your books on the occult to Mr. Stance's room. Hello, and welcome to the Retro Club. We are your host, John. And Megan. And, and this is not the Ready to Rumble episode. No. <laughs> we don't even have that slotted yet. I know. I don't know when we're going to cover that. No, but it is a new year. New year, new you, me? I guess. Is it a new you? It I, seems like the same you. I, wait, what? I I don't know. So far, I feel like we're the same. I, I feel like I'm a brand new daddy. Oh, Lord. <laughs> don't don't say that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you saying that? Because daddy's brought it this year. 2023 is about me. Oh, can it be about us? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say, what, 23 and me? Oh. <laughs> like one of those MTV shows? I... No, that's the where you test to see where you're from and your ancestry oh. <laughs> and stuff. Good God. My super sweet 16. No, I, got that's that, a... I got that so mixed up. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, 2022 is dead and gone. And Kaput. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. I feel like 2022 was okay to us. I feel like I had a insanely strong end to 2022. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel really good about mine. And now, I don't know what 2023, what we have in store, I guess. I don't have any plans. Not really. Just keep doing what I'm doing, I guess. It seems to be working. <laughs> you want to know the weird thing? Huh? Like, for us, it's been trying to plan our vacation. Yeah. That's been the thing I think we struggled with a lot. That's such a silly thing to have a problem about, I guess, since... There are some people who don't get vacations. This is the I first know. Job I'm not trying to down anybody like that, but yeah. thank you for making me look like a villain. No, no, I'm. This is the first job I've ever had that's offered vacation. Really? Yeah, paid vacation. I mean, I could take time off other places, but I wasn't getting oh, yeah. paid for it. But I know. I don't know. It's a privilege thing, and I, I feel, recognize that. Yeah, I actually feel like this is the first time where they, I genuinely feel. Like the people I work for care about my mental health. 
That's if you good. know what I mean. Yeah. Like they gave me a lot of PTO mm-hmm. and things of that sort, and they check up on me regularly, which I'm hoping that's a good thing and not like they're worried about me. <laughs> like a, it's not like a post office job or nothing like that. No, you're still new to the job, so that's. I think that's expected. Right. Um, I don't really know what new has happened in the last week. Man, if you're a sports fan, mm-hmm. Luka Doncic had the craziest stat line, I think, in my lifetime. He scored 60 points, had 20 rebounds, and 10 plus assists. Who does the, he play for? The Mavericks. Oh. I don't know sports. I have yeah, no he's idea. a stud. <laughs> and then poor Donovan Mitchell comes out and scores 71 points and got drug tested. Like they didn't believe it? Like he was taking four answers. All he did was score 10 more points than Luca, And technically did less than Luca, But he scored 10 more points. Mm, I don't know. Sports are dirty, man. I don't know. I feel like everyone's doing just a little bit here and there. Personally. Megan, it's the NBA. <laughs> I know. That's why. Ah! Okay. Okay. I follow what you're saying there. There might be some PEDs out there, but one guy in particular, but I'm not going to say his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've told you this in the past because it's just, it's blowing my mind. So I won't say it, but I want PEDs back in sports. Why? Because they're doing that for me above all other things. I miss, I miss baseball when baseball was about steroids. Oh my God. When guys were going yard and just yak up. Just going as far as they can into the field. Oh, one thing I miss most about baseball watch, I don't watch it anymore, is because I don't get to see guys hit it into the river in Chicago anymore. Well, <laughs> Past the stadium, into the water. That's not natural. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That seems not I'm just going to point this out. People can doubt me on it. The best time in baseball in my life was when McGuire and Sosa were in the home run race. You know why? Because it was must-see TV, because the only record that matters in all sports is the home run record. Uh, That's above all other sports. uh, They hold that record? They were chasing that record. Okay. I mean, it's performance-enhanced now, like it's got an asterisk next to it, but... (laughs) Look, you all can at John on the sports conversation. I I have no idea. Also, real quick, let me put Barry Bonds out there, too, because I watched that. They they would interrupt TV shows to show him at bat. That's how big of a deal it was. Just on random stations? Yes. <laughs> okay. When he hit 70, people were like, he's going to break the record. I was like, well, he's one of the best pure hitters ever in baseball. And he broke it. It just sucks that his career had to be about home runs because he was so much more than that. And now... He might be one, he's one, I can't even say that. He is one of the best ever. And now, because of what's happened with his career, because of obvious performance-enhancing drugs, he can't get in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't make him any less great. Well, (laughs) that's not what we're talking about today. No, but it should be. We could talk about it because Bill Murray loves baseball. He's a Chicago Cubs fan, too. He is. And we are... Covering another Bill Murray movie. As a matter of fact, this is our first sequel that we're covering. I feel like that was a really happy accident that I got let into. I guess. You (laughs) you found your way back, thank goodness. He got off the trail somehow. 
Always finds his way back. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this week we are covering our first sequel. Yeah. And it is technically a New Year's movie. I, I Is it the only real... There were really good ones out there when I was researching. This is the only one. First off, you can't start off by saying there weren't really good ones when we're getting ready to talk about a movie that's based around. No, that's why I'm saying I picked this one because the options were slim. Either I hadn't heard of them or I was like, "Mm, okay, like technically Steel Magnolia fits every single holiday. (laughs) That movie's wonderful. (laughs) I love that movie. You know, I love that movie. I don't know when you want to cover that. As soon as possible. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, Actually, you know when we should really cover it? Easter? Yeah. Or you think I, Easter? Yeah, the spring. Okay. That's what I was thinking. See, we're so like-minded. Yeah. I just happen to be a notch or two above you, <laughs> and it feels really, really good. Okay, John, sit down. We are discussing <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 today. Yeah, they're back. Mm-hmm. It... I don't know. I like this movie, but I hadn't seen it in so long that I had to rewatch it just because I remember bits and pieces of it, but... Can I be honest about something? Sure. Go for it. When I was a kid, I watched this one more than I watched the first one. Really? That's not a joke. And my brothers would tell you the same thing. It came out right when we were, like, becoming young, like, kids that played outside. Mm-hmm. We I made think- our own slime, even. Oh, every kid does that today. That's a dime It's a not the same. <laughs> they get to cheat the system. We had to come up with our own ingredients. Oh, Lord. What'd you use? I don't even remember. Is this a bunch of stuff we shouldn't have been able to use? <laughs> I, I remember that part. Created toxic fumes. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I have a problem breathing. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I... Smoker's lung. I don't smoke, though. I think this one is funnier than the first one, personally. I... Th- I think this one has really smart comedy in it. Yeah. The first one is good. I don't know. They're both funny, but I think this one has more This is memorable m- characters, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Janos. Yeah. I like Janos a lot. Is that how you say his name? Good, because I'm going to have to say it later, and I don't Yeah, just go with it. If I'm wrong, they'll correct us. Okay, someone will. I was not going to say that. (laughs) This movie is more Bill Murray being Bill Murray. I felt like in the first one, that movie was really about just being him being put over as a sarcastic smartass. His comedy is really good in this one. That's surprising because I will cover it later, but um, Bill Murray was not happy with this movie. No, he knew what it was. No, he got tricked into this movie. He was told it was going to be something else. And then he once... knew the movie was going to be a cash in. They promised a totally different script. I've read a lot of stuff about what happened with this. Yeah, they said what I read was that he was told it was going to be one movie, agreed to it. And then once filming started, they demanded all these changes to the yeah. script. And him and they Rick rewrote Moranis, a bunch of it, didn't it? Yeah, him and Rick Moranis were mad. They did not like this movie. They said it was a disappointment. Well, it kind of led to Rick Moranis' downfall, too, because he left acting really quick. Mm-hmm. Well, he left for personal reasons, though. I know. But you got to think, he was an actor that was in a ton of good movies, a ton of memorable movies. And after this movie, I don't, I can't remember a single like memorable, like, memorable thing that he was in that's not Little Giants. I was going to say, that's the only thing, because this came out in 1989. Yeah, and, and 
Little Giants was 92? Four. 90, oh, 94. Okay. And then he did Big Bully, and that killed his career. I don't even know what that exactly. one is. Exactly. Well, I guess before we get any further, do you want to give us a quick synopsis of the movie? I don't know about quick, but I will give you a synopsis. Well, how long can it be? <laughs> Why don't you let me get to it, and we'll find out. Okay. How about that one? After saving New York City from a ghost attack, the Ghostbusters, a team of spirit exterminators is disbanded for demolishing parts of the city doing the ba- or during the battle. Excuse me. But when Ghostbuster Peter Venkman, that's Bill Murray, learns that spirits have taken an interest in his son. It's not his son. <laughs> this is, is already really shit. I'm sorry, says? everybody. The men launch a rogue ghost chasing mission. The quest quickly goes awry, landing them in court. But when the ghosts turn on the judge, he issues an order allowing the Ghostbusters to get back to work and business as usual. Well, God, that's only the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Right! What? The- <laughs> and it wasn't us- good. That they, didn't- they didn't even say anything about stopping the end of the world. That's what the freaking movie's about. I almost cussed. Really, <laughs> I was about to deliver it. Oh, no. I was about to drop it, Megan. Well, I'm going to say... That was crap. Where'd that come from? Is that IMDb that, or is that Wikipedia? Maybe it just came right up. Mm, usually they come from like IMDb or something. Anyway, no. First of all, that is not his son. That's the whole point of the movie. Right. Is the the very opening scene, the first thing you see is he even it says, says the five kid's years ugly. later. Yeah, it says five years later, and it actually was released five years after the original. Yes. So they did track on that, but it's the Ghostbusters have fallen apart. They're no longer together anymore. You've got Ray and... Um, Egon? Not Egon, is it? Winston? Oh, no, no, no. Um, Ray and Winston. Are doing birthday parties, kids parties. They can't hunt ghosts. They have to have a Ray, source of income. He also has an occult bookstore. <laughs> that, which is really cool. And Egon is working at an institute, a tech, technical institute, I think. Yeah, he uses his... Wit and know how to create problems and figures out oh, how yeah, to solve he's, them. He's testing. Anar- like, um, gosh darn it! It's like anger and yeah, reactions in how people hostile environments. Yes, I I can't think of the word, but anyway, he's testing how people's emotions affect the environment. Shoo, there it yes. is. Holy cow! And then Peter is just missing at this point. And what do you mean he's got a he, he doing the thing you think he would always do? Oh, he did a that's talk show. right. He's doing the psychic talk show. Yeah. Um, but no, when he runs, when him and Dana finally like meet back up, she has this kid, and she explains that the the dad left and Oscar. What yeah, an awful name for a kid. Oscar. Wonderful name for a cat. Yes, not oh. for a kid though. Rest in peace, Oscar. Oh. Yeah, he was. He's a great. That was boy. our precious angel. Mm. He's yeah. passed away. Oh my God. It's been like four years now, four or five years. Jeez. It has been that long, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, we'll post pictures of our precious baby. Yeah. He was awesome. He was a great Not cat. the baby from this movie. Even though he's no. kind of cute, our cat was cuter. <laughs> yeah. That baby was not cute. <laughs> he's a twin too. Is he? Yeah. Cause you know, Hollywood back then you got to be child labor laws. Mm-hmm. But having two of them on a different schedule, you can use keep using them interchangeably. Yeah, I wonder how long a baby can work. Because I know kids... Well, that's the only reason like uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley got put on full house. It's because they were interchangeable. 
that's true. Well, um, and Big Daddy. Mm, yeah, good point. Uh, I can't remember the boys' names, but it's Cole and some the Sprouse. Their yeah, name's Sprouse. They, that's all. They I quit mean. acting as well. No, one of them did Riverside or whatever. What? Uh, it did? was. I don't know what Riverside is. Not Riverside. What Riverdale? That's what I don't it's know called. what Riverdale is. It's like from the Archie comics. If you're familiar with Riverdale from Archie, I don't know. One's a lawyer, is that right? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. Don't quote me on that. No, one of them is still acting. I think one quit. Just returned to acting, though. Mm, I don't know. Whatever. That's We're not talking about them. I don't know, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure he continued. I don't even know if the kid that played Oscar did anything after this. He might have just been a one and done. Oh, heck, I have no idea. Well, we have to cover cast and crew and oh, yeah. some numbers. Right. Let's go ahead and do that. We can, we're like skipping around. We're just ready to jump into this movie, I guess. <laughs> I'm telling you. As far as cast and crew goes, it's... <sighs> I mean, you have your... The yeah, OGs. Bill Murray, Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, Ernie Hudson, Ernie Hudson yeah. which people always forget his name. We do it every freaking holiday because your dang brother has to bring up his stupid name what? all the time. <laughs> but he still can't remember who he is either. Oh, jeez. Calling him out. Annie Potts. Okay. Love me some Annie Potts. I think I've talked about this already. <laughs> Possibly, yes. Who are you going to call? Oh, Love that. That was really good. Mm. Huh? <laughs> I said that was really good. Thank you. Um, who are the new characters, though, that we have? Because we've got the guy who plays... Well, yeah, Peter McNichol. Uh, he plays Janosch Poha. Yeah. Janosch. Uh, the only other movie I really remember him from is Mr. Bean's uh, movie. <laughs> He looks familiar, but I don't That's know I what from. what from. Well, then you had the mayor. The mayor was back in this movie. Oh, that's right. From oh, the first Harris one. Eulen. He's been in a few movies. He plays the, uh, the, Judge Wexler. Judge. Okay. Yeah. Really, that's that's all I'm. Oh, you had a ton of cameos in this movie. Yeah. Mary Ellen Trainer. She's, She's the mom. Too. Oh. At the freaking birthday party. Oh, God. Why are you yelling at me? Because there's not been a movie yet where we haven't mentioned Mary Ellen Trainer. Oh, that's right. That's See, right. you had to think about who she is because you couldn't even remember the name. I know. But you know who she is now. I don't know who I was thinking of, but it wasn't her. I know now. Cheech Marin's on this, too. I know. I was just getting ready to say his name. <laughs> I love Cheech, too. Uh, there's, I think, a couple other cameos in this. Yeah. Bobby Brown, who was red hot at that time. Mm-hmm. He also did a song for the movie. Yes. Yeah, but that's really, that's pretty much it, honestly. So how much did it cost to make this movie, do I want to know? I feel like they probably went big on the budget. Yeah, uh, it's estimated they spent 30 but a lot of people said no. It was closer to 40 because they used a lot of, at the time, cutting-edge technology, especially mm-hmm. for like the painting and stuff like that, and the Slime River. This was one of the first movies to use CGI. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm it sure was, that cost a lot. Yeah, because this movie took... It's been a lot of time in production hell because they were waiting on the CGI graphics and all that animation to get done. Mm-hmm. But it made a killing at the box office. $215 million ain't nothing to sleep on, especially for that time. Yeah, because we think, what, about this time we triple the amount, close mm-hmm. to triple it. So yeah. somewhere around $600 million, that's a lot. <laughs> But it's kind of crazy. This is what I've talked about in the past. When movies go to theater and you hear like 215 for that time, mm-hmm. you think, man, that movie had to have been insanely big at the box office because 
that's what the studio, Columbia Pictures, that's what they planned on. They knew having these guys would be a big deal. It wasn't, though. Really? It was only the highest, it was the eighth highest grossing movie of that year. And it made that much? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. What came out that year? Oh, man. Sorry to ask. I thought you had it pulled up. <laughs> no. If I remember, Batman. Uh, the Last Crusade. It came out during one of the biggest, actually, it might be the biggest year for movies. 1989? Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade, Batman, Back to the Future, Part 2, which is the best movie film of the series. That's true. Uh, Look Who's Talking, Dead Poet Society, Little Mermaid, Lethal Weapon 2, your favorite sequel. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, also with Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 and Born on the Fourth of July. I don't know that nothing, last one. But nothing but good movies. Yeah. I The only one I didn't know was the last one. And that's just the top ten. That's crazy. What the heck, man? And then I try to think of what's come out. The only thing, and I'm going to do it, I'm going to start the year off with it. The only thing I can think coming out besides cartoons, besides Disney movies, Mm -hmm. is Marvel movies. And I am sick, sick of it. So am I. But here's another thing, too, that we haven't ever really, I don't know if we touched on it a lot or not. Mm -hmm. How creative, like, the movies coming out were. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not a lot of movies that I just mentioned, especially there, that are like-minded. Well... Here's the thing. That's was you got a little bit of everything. That was 30 years ago. And it's really hard to I mean that's 30 years worth of film and ideas that have come out and I mean I understand there's always going to be something kind of new sort of but most of the time you're just getting a uh, a different version of something that's already come out. It's going to, I mean, at the time you didn't have much to go up against. Everything was a new idea, but anymore it's hard to come up with a brand new idea that no one has covered. I agree with that. One day we're going to have to discover the year 1989 because there's a lot of movies that came out then that I'm a humongous fan of like field of dreams. Uh huh. That's one of my favorite movies. Hmm. There's just Bill and Ted's excellent adventures, the burbs. There's so many great men, movies that came out then. Uh, but then there's also movies you can't make anymore. There are things that at the time were considered okay that today are not okay and you couldn't make them. Yeah. I'm not, I, the toy. I'll, I know. I, I know. You, I'm I need to come back to that forever. But, I mean, I hate when somebody will try to tell you that it's okay to remake something, mm-hmm. but they don't put any emphasis on why it's okay to make it. Or remake it with a toy. I just don't see any any way. There's no you can way do to spin anything that with movie. that. No, there are some movies you could take out certain elements and certain scenes and parts and dialogue and make it work. That you know they're not necessarily integral to the movie. Uh, the toy that is that is the sole purpose of that movie. That is the whole. Whole plot of the movie is uh, not PC anymore. It's not. <laughs> you cannot remake that movie. Like I, I won't even lie. <laughs> you are dead on with that. It's just, and I'm not a big fan. I think things go too far with PC. That's one of the moments where PC is right where it should be. No, I, there are things that aren't okay in even more recent film, and even influencers if you want to go as far as saying like people on tiktok and youtube i don't know about tiktok just because it came out in a time where the pc era was coming on pretty strong but youtube for sure 
it, I feel like, produced a lot of not okay things also. Like, yes. one thing I think of, not necessarily YouTube, but uh, movie-wise is Tropic Thunder. How even did that movie... I told you all... The, and Robert Downey Jr. finally let it out the bag. Because he knew... People are going like to come for him eventually. He, he needed to say something first. Yeah. All the heat went to Ben Stiller. Because Ben Stiller played Simple Jack. Simple Jack was a lot... <laughs> I, I can't I even say that. I don't know if that I was can't worse say that. than Blackface. I, Megan, I know this. <laughs> but, wow, I don't even know how we got to this. Oh, we're talking about other movies. Good God. We are talking about Ghostbusters 2. So we've covered the cast. We've covered, uh, did you say it was directed by Ivan Reitman, correct? Yeah, he returned. And then um, I think that's all as far as This that. script was solely written by uh, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Yeah, well, uh, the original script or what we see? No, the original script. Because okay. on the first one, there's so many people that claim that they were in on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to get a straight answer. It's, oh, I It know. really is. I saw that when I was reading up on facts and stuff about this, that there are people, scenes that were cut. And... Real talk, though, I do want to cover 1989. I think we owe it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Especially because I really want to talk about Roadhouse and Kickboxer in the same conversation. <laughs> okay. And not to mention, like... Uh, this might be the only time we get to talk about uh, Friday the 13th, Part 8, mm-hmm. Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, God. I well, feel excited. For another day. Uh, I think we can go ahead then and jump into Ghostbusters 2 or get back into it since we kind of <laughs> Sorry about that rant. To pick it, uh, pick it apart, but... I gotta be honest. I'm not a fan of how this movie starts. I don't mind the birthday party. I don't like the scene with uh, the baby carriage. Going oh. down the going down the sidewalk, I just th- I thought that was too tacky. What like, like it looks silly? Or... It does. Yeah. Like she's just gonna leave this stroller like Unattended. four four feet away from her on the streets of New York, right on a hill. You're out of your mind. Come on, man. <laughs> you are out of your mind. No wonder Bill Murray hates this movie. <laughs> um, it. There, one of my favorite characters is the guy who plays. God dang it! Say his name. Johan. Oh wait, I said it wrong. Now no, you made me you do it. No, you said it wrong. It's Janosch. Janosch. Yes. Man, you made me do it. Why did I say Johan? I don't know. Janosch. Johan Sebastian Bach. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my gosh! What is wrong with me today? Anyway, Janos, I'm going to say it a million times, so I don't forget. He is one of my favorite characters just because he, I love to hate him. <laughs> I thought he was funny. I, he is Vigo. I like when he's yelling at them when they come in to take pictures of it. He's like, no, no pictures. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> when he gets pulled away. <laughs> oh, shoot. Your phone just went tumbling. Yeah, it's that's, okay. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> nah. He, I don't know. I also how, don't. How is the baby? <laughs> I don't like him, his character, but I like, I don't know how to explain. I like to hate him. Does that make sense? Yes. I like when he gets possessed by Vigo. And before that, he's like, oh, come on, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh at that every time he does it. Especially when he starts doing like the, uh, we're not worthy Bowing. thing. Bowing, yeah. 
No, when he goes to see Dana and check on the baby, the glow light, the eyes, the lights. Oh, that's creepy. Scare me when it's he's his smiling face. and look. I don't like that. Um, but when it first opens up, you get to see the slime right out the gate. And I think yeah. it's the baby stroller runs right through it. That's how it opens up as it's like on her feet. And Do you, you know how many things slime? came out that were the color of that slime when I was a kid? I can't imagine. Yeah. So many Several things. things. I can't even name it. Like VO5 shampoo. That's what I always thought it looked oh like. <laughs> VO5 makes me think of my great grandma. Makes me think of my dad because he's cheap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think she had the pink shampoo too, if, if I remember yeah. right. Um, no, she may have had the green. I don't know. Probably both. It doesn't Probably. <laughs> um, I wasn't taking a shot at my dad. Don't let it be that. I was... <laughs> I was just being honest about how he was in the house. He likes to save a buck. He, yeah, he likes to save a buck. And shampoo gets expensive. Holy crap, the kind that we like can be like $6 a bottle when it's not on sale. All right, thank you for uh, price checking everything. I'm just telling you, I also like to save a buck, but my hair. <laughs> it needs to take care of. Yeah, it's a wreck. Get out of here. I haven't brushed it today. <laughs> that makes several days in a row. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, you get to see the birthday party. Did not go well. The kids are like booing them. And the thing that kills me is that the first movie, the entire city sees the hundred foot marshmallow man. Right. And we're just supposed to believe that they caused all this damage. Now they're at stake on it. And then everyone's like, no one believes in ghosts. Quit it. You guys are crazy. Right. What? And they technically you want to know something? Peck one. He got them canceled. Oh, he did? Yeah, from the first movie. That never made sense to me, is that the entire New York City, the city of New York, sees all of this happen. They see all of these ghosts and the ghost taxi driver. And right. Mar- and I don't even remember Slimer. what else happens. Yes. And then they're going to say that it wasn't real? Yeah. It was fumes or something? That does, how's Which whole- it is New York, so... I just don't understand how an entire city agreed that that didn't actually happen. Now, come on. I can't explain it. I... <sighs> so I already, the premise of this movie is kind of annoying. It's to shaky. Me. Yes. For that very reason. How are they all, how did they just fall off like that? They should have been thriving. And the thing is, is like the end of the movie, people are literally covered in the marshmallow. What they just were roasting marshmallows up there. Right. How do they explain the all that? The mar- freaking marshmallow man stomped on a church. People saw it. Even if you weren't close enough to see the marshmallow man, the Stay Puft marshmallow man, you didn't see the vortex in the sky. I'm sure <laughs> right? you could see that for miles. Here's another thing, too, that I think really breaks like a lot of things that people love about Ghostbusters 2. When the Afterlife came out, one of the first things they did oh, is they showed the footage from the day that happened. What footage? Of all the aftermath from when the Ghostbusters from when the Ghostbusters saved the city. Oh, but you're still supposed to believe that it didn't happen. I have only seen Afterlife one time. I think I've watched it three times. I like that movie a lot. It's been a while. It's been at least over a year since I've seen it. I would say that's the one that came out in 2020, right? Yes. Or did it come out in 21? Okay. Well, I think I saw it not too long after it came out, and then I haven't seen it since. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The, the The premise of this movie is already not great. 
Even though it is a good movie, like I said, I really like it. I do too. And it's not, people got a bad habit of saying this movie's universally hated. It's mm-hmm. not true. It's split down the middle. People either like it or they don't like it. You don't have people that strongly dislike it or strongly like it. It's just, yeah. I, I don't mind it. That's what I get a lot of time when I talk to well, people about it. I know when you get into these older movies, when they use stuff like CGI or green screen, God forbid, right? that it can look super cheesy. And truthfully, it didn't look terrible. Like when no, I you think see, it still holds up. Uh, Vigo's face start to bubble out. Not too bad. When they go in the underneath, river of slime. yeah. When they go under the city and they see the river of slime, yeah. Now it does look kind of silly when they fall later. When Egon, um, Winston, and Ray all go down there, oh, into the sewer. Mm-hmm. And the train, the ghost train, comes by. That part's <laughs> hilarious because they just couldn't find anything to do with Ernie Hudson. But Egon's like, oh, that was the train, something that wrecked in nineteen. 19- 20 it killed hundreds of people yeah. did you get the number yeah. sorry i, I missed, missed it <laughs> <laughs> um, but when you see he was scared to death winston fall into the river and then the two guys jump in after him they kind of just go Bleep, when they hit the, yeah. the slime they don't really fall <laughs> in they just disappear <laughs> and they just jumped into the slime after they known no it was trying to kill people but they're gonna save their friend yeah. And that's also when they find out because when they crawl out from under the city they start fighting and like getting ready to just beat the crap out of each other and they realize the slime is they figured that out beforehand i think didn't they well they had been doing tests they had found the slime under the city the dancing toaster mm -hmm, they first they were talking crap to the slime and yelling at it Ooh, and then there's a really awkward part where bill murray's uh like is this what you're doing with your free time and he said well we also say nice things to it and affirmations and whatever and he's like are you sleeping with it and then and he then, just looks at him. Yeah, looks at Harold Ramis, and he's like, you hound. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Murray is really funny during that scene. I love when he's doing the thing with the toaster. Yeah, they He put puts his fingers in it, and he fakes like it's biting him. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh, man you fell for toaster. it. Oh, man, he toaster gag. Uh Yeah, they, they've been working on the slime since the beginning because they had it in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. When they were being tried, and that's one of my favorite scenes. When the judge started screaming and yelling at him, the slime went nuts. The Scolari brothers, and they how do I remember that? I don't know. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> they pop out of the slime, and that's when the judge is like, "Fine, you guys can do your thing." Well, like, he had no choice. It's either reinstate them and save everybody in the room, or die, because that yeah. judge was going to be dead from all the people he just sent to the chair. Oh, for sure. And yeah, just you get to see, oh, and the the bathtub scene with Dana and Oscar when she's going to give Oscar mm, a bath. Yes. And the bathtub starts filling with slime and tries to. Are uh, you sure that's them. slime and not VO5, like I said earlier? It looked like VO5. Yes. <laughs> it looked like a lot, except it didn't suds. So. That's true. It made me. VO, <laughs> VO5 didn't suds really that much either. Okay. <laughs> uh,. But yeah, the, the bathtub tries, which I think that's another iconic scene is when the bathtub tries to eat the baby. Mm-hmm. That's a memorable so. scene. I say iconic, memorable. Is I love when they, I love when they have to figure out where all the activities come from and they just dig a hole right in the middle of Times Square in New York City. Oh, and the police <laughs> stop them. Yeah. And, uh. Hey, boss. Right. Like, Ray 
is stuck. Uh, oh, Ray and uh, Peter mm-hmm. leave to just leave Harold Ramis to get coffee. Yeah, that's and, so funny. Yeah, come back and they're stuck talking to the people from the power company <laughs> and the phone company. Oh yeah, because he tells them it's phone lines, and yeah, he's the like, "Phone I lines know, are over there." I know you're not with the phone company, so what else have we got? Well, there's a gas leak, and we're getting this gas <laughs> leak under control. Um, and then they go. I can't remember what happens after that, but uh, is that when they go to jail and have to deal with the judge? That's right. Yes. That, okay. We're that kinda, whole scene's what causes the comeback. Yeah, we're kind of jumping around here, but um, no, and the, that's when the the Ghostbusters come back, and all of a sudden everyone just believes in ghosts again because they're just constantly running around the city collecting ghosts. They film the their comeback commercial and everything. That's Which. when you get the Annie Potts. <laughs> I guess we have to it, move. <laughs> who are you? Yeah. Who are you going to call? That's my favorite <laughs> line of that whole movie. They even have merchandise. You get a mm-hmm. thermal a mug and a balloon, a balloon for the kids. <laughs> oh, man. So what a freaking great movie. cheesy. Uh, but then one of the other scenes I remember is. Uh, we talked about it a little bit ago, but when they come in and start taking, they realize that a lot of the energy is coming from the museum itself mm-hmm. and they start taking pictures of Vigo. And when they develop the film, his face is like melting and, and distorting. And yeah, that freaked me out. Ray is the one that really gets me because Ray like becomes enamored with it. Yeah. He starts like fall under its spell or whatever. Yeah. Scary stuff. Um, I don't know why his mouth had to hang open, though. That was a little bit over the top. Yeah, I don't know. He looks silly. Why is it when people get, like, blinded or hypnotized or something like that in a movie to where, you know, it it's really taking them over that their mouth has to hang open? Like their tongue hangs out yeah. and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the freaking guy that gets melted in RoboCop. His mouth is open. Oh. I, I had to recall. do that because... <clears throat> I don't know. Love RoboCop. That just remi- I don't know why, but it reminded me of a scene. First of all, this movie is rated PG. Can we talk about that for yeah. a second? Why then, when they are under the city the second time, the three guys, right, and all of a sudden there's all these heads on stakes around them. They're surrounded by all these severed heads. It's a different time, Megan. And they're like screaming, and you can see it's like all the the veins and the yeah. just hanging from the neck. Some skelly parts. Yeah, and then they all disappear. How is this raid PG? There's like 40 severed heads, 40 and 50 severed heads. It was a different time, Megan. It's not okay. I can't I can't point this out enough. In the 80s, we were all about action movies. We even <laughs> took we took the things that made horror movies good and put them into action movies. That's why Rambo got to cut people down with machine guns and blow them up with arrows. Yeah, Ghostbusters what, was no different. But what was that rated? Not PG. What wasn't? Rambo? Rambo, you better look it up. It's PG. Look it up. I don't want to. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> now um, we're going to wait right here. because Now you get not first blood, Rambo. Okay. Two. All right. Well. I think that's what started the trend, as a matter of fact. Because then Terminator and all them, they just changed the game. The first movie, Rambo rating. Rambo, right. first blood, part two. Oh, first blood. That's what you See, want. told okay. you. First you were going to look up Rambo. Part two. Go. What's that rating? It ain't going to be R. It is 
R. There's no way. Rambo First Blood Part 2 rating R. Genre action adventure. I don't believe it. Oh. I don't believe it. Okay. okay. That's right. Uh, too many people watched that movie when they were kids. Like little kids. Well, I... I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, John. It says it's R-rated. 1985. I'll believe you kind of. Okay. But not a lot, because <laughs> I, I still stand by it. Anyway, uh, back to Ghostbusters 2. I don't remember how it ends. I'll be totally honest with you. What, Ghostbusters 2? You don't know how it ends? No, nah, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> so, here's where the movie starts really, really getting out of hand. They develop a, a new system to be because they know that you can weaponize the slime. Right. So they create these slime spray cannons. Oh. It was just more merchandising. Okay. Because, you know, the kids have the proton pack. Why not have a squirt gun backpack? Because that's exactly what it was. And put slime in it? No, you never put slime in it. it oh, good. It would, you never get it to s- spray out of that. <laughs> I, ha- I know because I had one when I was a kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you tried? No, I put water in it. Okay. <laughs> I was I was bright enough to know that if I tried to put anything thick and mucusy into anything, it was going to get stopped up. Thanks for using that word. No problem. <laughs> anyway, but, so they got to do something to it that will get the people behind them because, like we talked about, good vibrations are what make the slime do its thing. The song, good vibrations. No, no, <laughs> like, just what? good vibes. Good vibes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they realize they got to be high enough in the air to be able to get through and they got to have something that can that the slime can control as well mm-hmm. so what do they do they get the statue of liberty that's right <laughs> yes they got the statue statue of liberty to come to life and walk right into the bay mm-hmm. and walk right up into the city what does she time. do does she fights vigo or something no she just gets <laughs> them close enough to the building Oh, okay. Got to bring all the happiness back to New York so they can get into the museum. Okay. And get rid of the portal or whatever the heck it is. Yeah. The, the river. Yeah. <laughs> but they controlled it with a freaking Nintendo joystick. You know, there's a lot of holes in this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I love when they play the freaking music, though. I can't go your love. <laughs> I oh, forgot all about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that song that song I, i'll sing it as soon as it starts playing that, i can't get over it is that really how it ends statue of liberty helps them yeah destroy they, the river and then like <laughs> then like uh superheroes what do they do they got a drop line into the museum and take on vigo using two proton packs two sl- slime sprayers positive slime sprayers by the way oh because they're playing the music and no it's just the slime's positive now doesn't always have to be a bad guy. <laughs> okay. It's good slime now. What a movie, man. Vigo takes over Ray. They have to spray down Ray. Oh. It's really crazy, though, because Janos comes back as like this like ghoul ghost thing and kidnaps Oscar right off a oh, ledge. Oh, that's right, because I thought he was a woman. Every time I yeah. saw it when I was a kid, I thought it was Very a woman. Very ugly woman, yes. Yes. Something was especially wrong with her. <laughs> he was wearing a nanny outfit for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Now I remember that. Yeah. It's this movie, movie was easy to talk about, honestly. It was really easy to break down. There's not a whole ton, ton of memorable things about it. No. Like they, like in the first movie, they had to go in front of the damn mayor. Well, and explain in front of the to judge. Lenny. No, they had to go in front of the mayor. Again? The, yes. 
At the end? Not at the end. Uh, close to the end. Uh, okay. When they go into the sewer, uh, jump into the slime. When they come up, they try to explain, hey, this is what's going on. But Peter and... Uh, Ray? No, or, Peter uh, and... Well, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Oh, Dana? Dana. They were out to dinner. <laughs> and uh, they come in there covered in slime and they're like PJs. Uh-huh. And he's like... Boys, boys, you're scaring the stiffs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that. See, it's all coming back to me as I as It's you all coming it. back. Yes. It's all coming back to me now. I don't want to start singing it because I won't stop. Seven it. See? Every time. You, you don't do know it? the words. You just, no, I'm not going to do it. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, my God. Celine Dion I can't is help it. so mad right now. Uh, like mad, like, you know, mad that she couldn't hit that and I was going to hit that. I guess. Anyway, that's going to wrap up Ghostbusters 2, the movie. Yes. Now. I, I don't hate this movie. I'll be honest. It has its moments. I like I I like it probably more than the first one, even though it sounded like I was just, meh, you know, whatever about it, but... There are parts in this one I think I like better than the first one. There are certain things about this one I like a lot better than the first movie. I, I'll agree with that. Okay. Well, how about I can't, some... I can't necessarily say I like it more than the first movie. I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet. I don't know if I'm ready to take that step in this relationship. Oh, okay. How about we cover some trivia then? Well, I mean, you're just sitting there. Just hit me with some trivia. Okay. There's a lot. So I'm going to skim through and pick some good ones. That's my goal. Real quick, though. We've known forever. This movie had so many things that went negative. It had so much heat and backlash. And turmoil. Like, this caused a lot of problems between the four guys that played the Ghostbusters. Really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. How so? Why? Because they were all promised different things about it, and not nothing was ever met. That's true. Uh, I think I don't have it on this list here that I'm reading from, but I do remember reading that Bill Murray had made a comment at some point that it was all mostly slime and not enough of the actual Ghostbusters. Yes, I'm. If I remember right, one of them still old money. Oh, like man. I think that's still out there. They're owed money for something from this movie. Yikes, that's not good. Well, that sucks. Because that makes me feel weird about how they continued the franchise and everyone's like, yay, Ghostbusters. And Right. I don't know. I bet that is weird to them. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start with, how about this? The role of Vigo was played by Wilhelm von Homburg. Which Try I'm saying that three sure times. I said that right. All his lines were dubbed by Max von Sydow. Ooh, we love Max von Sydow. Quick uh, thing about Max von Sydow. He's really known for a lot of his horror movies. And he was in a good movie with Rick Moranis. Oh. Strange Brew. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, the problem is Wilhelm I can did hear it now. not know that it was dubbed until he went to the movie premiere and did not hear his own voice and he walked out of the movie premiere. Well, if he couldn't speak uh, English to where you can understand, mm-hmm. American audiences aren't going to put up with it. Especially back then. I guess. We already had Arnold. Well, yeah, they, I don't know. He ended up storming out of the movie premiere. That'd be a, a bad way to find out, I guess. 
<laughs> go to the movie and like bring your family, whatever, and then find out that you just, just your face, nothing else. Yeah. Your face and your acting. Yeah. All right. So the kid that tells Ray in the beginning that um, at the birthday party, mm-hmm. according to his dad, the Ghostbusters are full of crap. That is played by Jason Reitman, the son of the director. Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman. Uh, Jason Reitman, who uh, would later go on to direct Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. Yep. And the little girl in Egon's lab who's playing with the puppy, mm-hmm. that is Reitman's daughter, Catherine. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So he got both his, well, two of his kids. I don't know if it's... You know what I realized about the girl that uh, was in um, Peter Venkman's uh, show? The girl that's talking about the end of the world mm-hmm. that that slept with an alien. Oh, oh my gosh, Elaine, what a story! Just yes. say you cheated. Yeah. Um, that's the chick from uh, Twins that I could not, re- I couldn't think of who she was, and I realized all at once it's the annoying chick from Twins, the ugly sister. Oh. That okay. hooks up with Danny DeVito. Oh, good. I don't think I've ever seen Twins in its entirety. I know what it is. I know it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. and I, I grew up with it. I, I'm a fan of it. Okay. Not Junior. Not Junior, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. The New York police officer that receives the report, the Titanic's arrival of the Titanic's arrival, yeah. says the call is from Pier 34. In real life, that was the actual, that was the ship's original destination, was Pier 34. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. That's... Mm-hmm. And uh, I may run into it later. I'm going to skip around. I'm just going from memory. But it's also Vigo, the Carpathian. Mm -hmm. The Carpathia is the ship that rescued the people from the Titanic. Oh. Mm -hmm. So more little tie-ins. Not that they necessarily did that on purpose, but it just happens that it was the Carpathia, and Mm. he is the Carpathian. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, the sorrow of Moldavia command you oh okay (laughs) the birthday party scene was shot on an unused third floor of the LA's fire station number 23 where the interiors of the Ghostbuster HQ were filmed huh save money I guess I guess Uh, the large Vigo painting is actually a photograph and it hangs in the offices at industrial light and magic right now I guess. I don't know what year, the last time this was updated, but I don't even know what industrial light and magic is, but no, it's I would a, guess a magic shop. Probably somewhere in California. Probably. Is my guess. Or since somewhere no one cares about, like Wyoming. Well, <laughs> uh, okay. One of the Dakotas. All right, here we go. Um, Ivan Reitman blames the shift of the zeitgeist for the film's chilly reception. Tim Burton's dark oh. Batman came out a week later. Yeah. But he thinks people seem to like it now. So he thinks people Ghost- didn't like it at first because of... Batman was a cultural phenomenon. It well, it made superhero movies popular. The... I guess that would be the start of it, and that's just never stopped. I'll never forget when it came out. I was a little guy. It it was not just a cultural phenomenon. It was just a phenomenon. It was everywhere. People were talking about it. People couldn't talk about enough about it. It You couldn't go anywhere without seeing something from the movie somewhere. Yeah. So any movie that came out against it was going to get buried. But it's you do know that Batman's not the highest-grossing film from that year. What did you say? What was 
the uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay. With Sean Connery. Yeah. Well. Another great movie. Well, uh, okay. Back to some more. I'm skipping around, so I just want to touch on some that were interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The term proton pack was never officially used on screen in the Ghostbusters until the subway tunnel scene when Egon says, before we go further, I think we should get our proton packs. And you know why? Because of the cartoon. Cartoons was the first to say it. Yeah, I get. I I've seen some stuff about the cartoon in here. I didn't really pull into it just because I wanted to focus on the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this is funny. I guess if you're smart enough to have caught this, which I am not. Uh, Peter teases Egon about his lab assistant, the chick that he's got. Oh here. yeah. And Egon responds with, "I think she's more interested in my epididymis." Mm-hmm. I didn't know what an epididymis was. It is the small tubes that connect the vast deferens to the testes. <laughs> so uh, It's funny, though. It's like, I didn't know that shit either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I felt dumb. Um, anyway, uh, Ivan Reitman. Here's another movie I think you like, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Ivan Reitman had to postpone Kindergarten Cop to complete the work on this film so it would release in the summer of 89. I believe it. I Let's not put me in that school of I'm a huge kindergarten cop fan. I mean, I like it. I, I mean, I think we own it. So. We own it. I didn't say we didn't own it. <laughs> okay. If um, I like a movie, I'm going to own it. Own your media, everybody. Don't get forced into just being able to buy every streaming service because then you might as well just have cable at that point. That's what it's getting to anyway. <laughs> anyway. The design of the Scolari brothers was inspired by the Blues Brothers. I've heard that. I've heard that a lot. Um, there's a scene where Venkman stops traffic as they cross the street, and Dan Aykroyd has said that Bill Murray does that in real life. He will just get out and start directing traffic. That's funny. Why? Why? <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, you know who I think was the first person to tell me that? Hmm. It's an old acquaintance of ours, of old friend uh-huh. uh kim oh <laughs> i think she was the first one that told me that oh about uh bill murray no about the blues brothers oh thing. the blues brothers because she's okay. obsessed with the blues brothers weird right but all right she loves john belushi though <laughs> um that's true i guess i do remember kim. okay peter mcnichol mm-hmm. i think is how you say his name he got the accent for <laughs> gosh darn it Janos. dr janosh he got the Poha. he got the accent from Meryl Streep and Sophie's Choice. <laughs> it was well, if you're gonna if you're gonna go, bitch, you gotta go hard. It was not part of the character as written, but he <laughs> did it at the audition, and it won over Ivan. <laughs> he's he said, Beagle. The character's name was Jason, and he was just kind of. He said he was pretty lackluster and didn't really leave an impression. I think making him uh, someone there on a foreign visa. Mm-hmm. Made him better. Well, he came up with this entire backstory and this uh, this character build for what was Jason and changed his name. And he was from Carpathia. And Vigo is Vigo the Carpathian. So right. that's how it tied easily, it all in. He easily becomes a follower. Right. So he that's how he was chosen and all of that. Right. He came up with this whole story where originally it was just this art guy. that Just say he Meryl Streeped it. He did. That's exactly what he did. Because she, she would go above and beyond the call of duty. Um, Rick Moranis said that this was one of the few films 
he did where he didn't want to keep his wardrobe afterward. That's funny. It's random, but... That's um, funny. The suit and tie, speaking of clothing, the suit and tie that Vagman wears to court is identical to the suit and tie he wore when purchasing the firehouse in the first movie. I believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already covered the Carpathia. Vagman um, also gave Oscar that Joe Namath shirt that some girl gave him that got it from Broadway Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's just a sloppy seconds rag to me okay so this next thing i'm gonna cover i always i wondered this watching it recently um this felt like a man's choice i'll be totally honest when dana and oscar were attacked by the pink slime in the bathtub dana removing her shirt was not in the screenplay no one knows if it was sigourney weaver's idea or ivan reitman's i don't know why Uh, she would have just randomly taken her shirt off to I mean, I understand as a not mother, getting, not getting your so shirt you don't wet. get splashed. Yeah, so I mean, I guess maybe it could have been her choice, but I mean, to wear I take that my really shirt off. lacy white bra underneath. I don't know. Did she really make that choice, or did a man make that choice? Uh, I don't want to sexualize. She's a mother. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if. <laughs> Until Sigourney Weaver tells the story, we'll her, never know. Uh, right. Her undergarments make me feel like it was a man's choice, personally. But it's not fair, because I also take my shirt off. When, to bathe. Well, that's... Uh, as a mother, Jordan. yes, I do. But I'm not, like, wearing my my best undies underneath when I bathe my child. Those weren't her best undies. <laughs> it was a lacy white bra. If it was her best stuff, it would be stuff that was black. Because women I, want black to be seen. Oh my gosh. Well, Dana doesn't seem like that kind of woman. <laughs> From one woman to another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Girl talk real quick. <laughs> gotta okay. go Gotta go to her job at the orchestra and make sure that she wears black underwear. Oh my God. Okay. I must have skipped this. I'm, I'm going to cover go it here in a second. But uh, let me say this first. The cast of Ghostbusters 2 once went on Oprah as part of a promotional piece for the film. And in the audience was a young, excitable... Chris Farley. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. They just showed that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He was uber excited about it, too. Um, I don't want to end on the sad one, but I will say this. The Henry J... I know it's German. Henry de Duschendorf. Duschendorf? Deutschendorf? Go ahead. <laughs> I said it a million times. The second. Just call him the douche. Okay. He was one of the twins who played Oscar, one of the babies. He actually died on June 14th, 2017 by suicide at the age of 29. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. That's really sad. I must have skimmed that. I missed it. I don't want to leave off on that, though, so I'm going to... No. Uh, <laughs> especially me saying just call him the douche. Okay. In German, in the German dub, Oscar is renamed Donald. <laughs> what? I don't know why. Are they against that name, I guess? I don't know, unless it sounded like something else in German. I can't imagine what it would sound know. like. But the toaster used for the dancing toaster scene is a two-slice chrome Toastmaster B700 model. It, I am really upset you even gave me that info. <laughs> well, it first appeared in 1978 and became America's most popular toaster. So, what? All right. <laughs> Scorny um, Weaver was also an alien and its sequel, Aliens. There. Okay. <laughs> uh, just a couple more, I guess. The Statue of Liberty is first introduced as an image on the Ecto-1 license plate. Mm-hmm. New York license pl- state 
New York State license plates began featuring the famous monument in 1986, its 100th anniversary. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of these guys appeared in anything together for a while. I mean, Harold Ramis and Bill Murray ended their friendship after Groundhog Day, what, mm-hmm. three years later? And I don't know if Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd have that kind of relationship. I have no idea. Which kind of sucks because they were on SNL at the same time. So, Okay. Um, here, I'll give this last one. Uh, where did it go? I just had it and I lost it. <laughs> um, okay. Is there a part in the movie where they say there's always room for Jello? Yeah. Okay. That was a 1960s advertising slogan for the famous gelatin dessert. First introduced in 1897, so it was a joke <laughs> off the original Jello slogan. Yeah, well, it's definitely or not off Bill of Cosby. Jell-O. Yeah. Oh, oh no. He first... did pudding though. Not. Ah, that's not true. The first time I ever saw blue Jellos when they did his uh, commercial. That's not um, a joke. Okay. Well. God, okay, I didn't know, but all right. Um, okay, this is the one I want to end on. In the world of the psychic segment, Peter interviews a woman named Elaine, the ugly yes. sister, or whatever you're talking about, who was told that the end of the world would occur on February 14th, 2016. That day turned out to be five months and one day before Ghostbusters 2016 was released. Okay. So they should have released it on the, that day. That would have been fun. Yeah, because that was the end of the world, because that movie blows. <laughs> Um, that's going to end trivia, I guess. There was a ton more. I couldn't cover it all, but yeah, I went through and picked a couple of things. There's a lot of things that people are still bitter about. Just getting into the people that were involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm surprised Sigourney Weaver came back to do that little scene in Afterlife. I know she had a bad taste in her mouth after this movie. Apparently a lot of people did. Like I said, I read that Rick Moranis and Bill Murray were not happy with it. I'm sure there were other notes in there about other people not being happy with it. Annie but. Potts would have been another one. to. I would love to hear her take on it because I think she left acting for a little bit even after it. Oh, really? Like, I think she just did Designing Women and then kind of left acting for a little bit. Well, I think we can rate it. I'm ready. Okay. So Rewatch! Yes, that's the first thing we're going to A rewatch? Um, Ability. This seems uh, contradictive to what I was saying earlier about really liking this movie, but I think I'm going to give it like, mm, I don't know, a three. Yeah, I was going to say like a 3.5. Even though it's good and I like it and I think it's funny and has funny parts, it's also not something I jump for when I want to watch something. No, you don't want to know something, honestly. I Mm -hmm. kind of forget about this movie. Yeah. I'm just being honest, like. No, I kind of do too. I. But do. then I'll see it like when we're like looking for a movie to watch and be like, Ghostbusters two, yeah, let's put that shit in. Right, it's it's just not something I jump to. I don't know why. I guess it is missing something, even though I find. That's parts what I'm of saying. It. Like this movie doesn't feel like it ends like it should, and I'm not a fan of the beginning of it at all. Oh well, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna stick with my three then. I yeah, I think three point five. So the next thing we're going to cover is its legacy. Ghostbusters are back. Yes, they uh, are. Afterlife is a continuation of part two. Right. Uh, 
I I mean, I'll give it, I think, a four. Just I just think, I don't think Ghostbusters will die. Uh, there's too, it's, it's got too big a following. It's yeah. led this whole surge and now you have ghosts, like people that hunt ghosts without mm-hmm. hunting them. Yeah. I just call it ghost spotting. I hate when they say they're going ghost hunting. <laughs> um, what are you doing? Spotting for ghosts. Like they're catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> I Do mean, figure eights. We go ghost hunting sometimes. I'm not going to call it ghost hunting. Anymore. <laughs> okay. It's ghost spotting from now on. Okay. What are you doing? I'm spotting. Oh, I can't. probably shouldn't call it that. No, as a woman, I can't call it that. No, <laughs> I'm spotting over here. Um, yeah, it's still <laughs> for some reason it won't die. Uh, haha, that's funny, but no, that's, no. ghost, I get it. No, it. I don't know what the resurgence was. I don't know why it. Nostalgia and plus, they re- Hollywood realizes when stuff is insanely marketable. Look at what they did with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, making him mini. I will say, though, that even though it's called Ghostbusters and the whole premise is them, you know, locking up ghosts or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't feel like a ghost movie. I know it says it's a supernatural comedy, but... <laughs> this whole thing is based off of Rick Moranis. Or Rick Moranis. This whole thing is based off of Dan Aykroyd, his parents being really into the occult. Yeah. And doing seances and stuff. That's what's nuts. Mm-hmm. Like without this, they, we have no Ghostbusters. And his original script had to be scrapped. For the original Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters yes, 2? For the original Ghostbusters. So Why? without it without it being scrapped and rewritten, because of how dark it was. Oh, that's I that's right. It was gonna be pretty dark. I forgot. He wanted to make Ghostbusters 2 really dark. And they were like, No, we need to make it kid friendly. It's comedy. Sorry. <laughs> right. Um, okay, well, then the last thing we can rate it on is the look and feel of the movie, the sound. Um, I feel like they did it when Hollywood came to Dan Aykroyd for the sequel. They were like, We want spies like us with ghosts uh, (laughs) and no Chevy Chase because Bill Murray and him have don't like each other. Well, as far as the look goes. Um, I like the New York state of mind. I think it looks better than the first one. I think the first one's kind of shot dark. Yeah. Really darkly it, lit and stuff. Not dark necessarily, but almost like a grayscale. Kind of. Yeah, it's got a weird I don't fog. Mi- I don't mind how this one looks. I would give it a four. Uh, Wait, the music. Even- you got Bobby Brown. His song hit number two. It was. It's actually mm-hmm. one of his best-selling songs. Yeah. From this freaking movie. Yes, it's his prerogative. I think it was his number two best-selling song. It yeah, either single. hit number two or his number two best-selling single. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was the song called? On my way or something. I can't remember. I just remember how it sounds. It's something like that. Uh, I can't think of the song, so that's <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but. Uh, did we give a rating to the last thing? I did. Impact? I thought I did. I gave it a four. Oh. I'll give it a 4.5. You just got up me a little bit on everything, don't you? No. <laughs> I just, I think Ghostbusters is on a climb. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that it's a four because I think its trajectory is too high right now. You have all these like documentaries and stuff coming out. Another Ghostbusters movie right around the corner. Yeah. 
I'm sticking with my four. That's fine. And the last thing we're going to rate it on, like I said, is the look and feel, which we were just talking about the music and stuff. Uh, the look of it, I think, is better than the first one. I think the characters are, they look better in this, too. Mm-hmm. Like the out, the Ghostbusters outfits and stuff were upgraded. The yeah. proton packs are definitely cleaned up. They were kind of upgraded, too, because I remember uh, Ernie Hudson's wearing his at one point. It's got like a blue light on it, this weird yeah. blue LED yeah. thing. Um, and then you got like Annie Potts' character. She's more <laughs> over the top with her lime green dress. They do a really good job of playing off of things around New York, like the buildings and stuff in this one. Uh-huh. I think you get a, more of a big look at that, plus the Statue of Liberty and stuff. I I. Visually, I think it's really good. Mm. The music's really good. I'm going to give it a four. I'll give it a four. So I think my overall probably a like a three and a half. I think mine's a four if I average it out. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm not using averages. I'm just saying my overall for this movie, if I had to give someone a rating on it. If I could give it an average, I think I would just give it a 3.5 overall. Yeah, 3.5. It's and I hate it because I like this movie, but I cannot figure out what it is that's missing. You know, I know it needed more merchandising. It needs something. I don't know. Needs something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's gonna wrap up this episode then. Too. Mm-hmm. And then not next... the new batch. That's Gremlins. No. <laughs> First sequel, not gonna be the last. I'm sure. I'm oh no. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> we got to work our way to freaking Friday the 13th part six. Jason Ooh. lives. Well, we'll talk about it later. Not right now. How about <laughs> you just listen to our snippet to next week's episode? I'm curious. What, are we really going away? And yeah, I, I'm going to tell you off air. I don't want to say it on the oh. air. Right? Oh. See you next week. All right. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. Why do you keep assuming I'm going to die before you? I don't. I've always said you'll go you, way after me. No. You always. do this. You say that a lot. But listen, when you that's, die. Not, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that is exactly what, I, what we're talking what about. What I said was, when you go, I'll want to be like the old grandpa just making funny jokes and stuff like that. And, is, and I want to be the lovable old person like the grandkids and stuff really just love being around would that not insinuate that i am dead and gone you're just gone megan oh my god i'm gone from this conversation bye (laughs) mixing and music by kelsey ingram cover art is by megan harris research is by john and megan harris find us on facebook instagram twitter and slasher at retro club pot Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to The Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.